return of the midweeks. It's Wednesday, which means it's Wisdom Wednesday. I love this day. Did you know that Wednesday is named after the Norse god Odin or Woden? Woden's Day, that's where the name comes from. Um, factoid, true. Anyhow, today on Wisdom Wednesday, I want to show how individual proverbs can um, work together thematically. They can work together in their meaning. What I mean is this. Last time we looked at one proverb and we, uh, I talked about you know zipping the two sides together to make one big point. This time I'm going to look at three different proverbs and I'm going to um, look at how they speak to each other and inform each other. One of the things about a pro- proverb that makes it effective is that it's short. It's short and sweet. It's just like, it just it's punchy. And so it's memorable. One of the weaknesses is that it's really short so that you can't say a lot with it. You can't say, you can't nuance, you can't give texture to it. It's not like a long argument. It's meant to be a proverb. It's just two lines, which means it's really effective in being punchy and memorable, but it's not effective in um, painting a picture. So what Solomon does is he puts certain proverbs together and then invites you to compare them one to each other right next to each other maybe in sections so looking up a few proverbs looking down a few proverbs and seeing how these little short voices go together it's kind of like um you know you've got your bass guitar here but you've also got a drum here and so by having them play together they 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 contribute their noises, their individual noises, into a band playing. And so similarly, Proverbs each contribute their individual point, and then these things can add together to give you a bigger picture of a topic, but also inform one to another, because sometimes it doesn't sound like the Proverbs are necessarily talking about the same thing, but if you think about it, they are. So um, Proverbs chapter 10, verses 2, 3, and 4. Treasures gained by wickedness do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the craving of the wicked. The slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. So those are three individual proverbs, and we can look at each one. So the first one, treasure gained by wickedness does not profit, but righteousness delivers by from death. You compare these two lines, one's talking about wickedness, one's talking about righteousness. So which one of these is the good one? Well, the righteous one. And then one is talking about treasures that don't profit, and the other one is um, something that delivers by from death. And so you're meant to look at these together and, and hear kind of this picture. Um, don't employ yourself in trying to get rich by doing sin because ultimately it won't profit you. Instead, commit yourself to the righteousness of the Lord because the righteousness will deliver from death. So there's your small prophet or small proverb, fairly shallowly read. Next one, the Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the craving of the wicked. Now that kind of informs the previous proverb because why is it that treasures gained by wickedness don't profit? Why is it that getting rich by doing evil isn't a good thing? If you're rich from doing evil, then it's a good thing. You're rich. Hey, I got it, I got it. And once you're rich, you're powerful. Once you're powerful, you can take care of yourself. So why is it actually that ultimately treasures gained by wickedness don't profit? Well, it's the next proverb that helps you understand that because God thwarts the cravings of the wicked. What you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to gain by gaining all this um, 
wicked treasure, God himself, the God of the universe, will resist you fulfilling your purposes. Ultimately, he's going to thwart those cravings that you have. And why is righteousness, why does righteousness deliver from death? Because of the Lord. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry. And so in the first proverb, it's just about like treasure, wicked treasure and righteousness. The Lord isn't even mentioned there. But if you listen to the second proverb, you realize that the first proverb works because the Lord is the Lord. He's a righteous judge. He's a true God. He's a holy God. And so he's the one that stands behind the treasure of wickedness not profiting. And he's the one that makes righteousness delivered by death by not letting them go hungry. All right, so you can see these two proverbs working together, but you can also add the next one. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. So this is an interesting proverb because you've got two hands. One hand makes rich, and one hand makes poverty. And even though technically poverty is a lack of making things, in this case it's a kind of a metaphor, a play in words, it's being winsome and memorable by saying the only thing a slack hand makes is poverty. The only thing that, um, you know, a lazy person produces is lack. And, but somebody who's working hard makes rich. And so how does that inform these things? Well, how does God um, produce this righteousness that delivers from death? What is, how does God helps, help it or produce the righteous not going hungry? Well, he teaches them to be diligent. He teaches them to work hard. Because you could read verse 3 where it talks about the Lord not letting the righteous go hungry, and you could think in your head, well, then all I need to do is pray and and be righteous, and then food will magically appear. But actually, verse 4 is informing you that part of the righteousness that proverb wants to produce in us is a desire to be diligent workers, to be fruitful, to produce. And part of the way he thwarts the cravings of the wicked is that um, letting them have slack hands. They, they ultimately can't, fuf- they don't fulfill good intentions for fruitfulness. And even, it might even inform verse 2, that treasure gained by wickedness might be kind of like treasure you're trying to gain without working for it. Stealing, working the system, gambling, these things that you're, you've got a slack hand that's producing poverty, but you want to be rich. And so the only way you can get rich is by doing wicked things to try to get there. And so you can see, if you slow down, you think carefully, these three proverbs each say something. Treasure gained by wickedness does not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the cravings of the wicked. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Each one of these things can stand on its own. But when you hear all three of them together, they improve each other in one sense. They inform each other. They help you understand nuance and how the other proverbs might be working. So, and this is part of the process of becoming a sage is to hear the book of Proverbs and to think about how each one works as well as how they work together with each other. And that helps you not to misapply a proverb and not draw a wrong conclusion with a proverb. Later on in Proverbs, it will talk about fools um, hurting themselves with Proverbs. This is how you help not hurt yourself with a proverb, is you listen to the other voices in the book of Proverbs, and you let those other Proverbs inform and limit the proverb you're looking at. And so there's an example of what we just did here. All right, well, James tells us that if any of us lack wisdom, we can ask God who will give generously without finding fault. 
And so I'm praying that for you and for me. May the Lord give each one of us the wisdom of God generously because we sure need it. Amen.